0: Idiot. Don't think you got yourself a saucy hand. Yeah, I do. Try yourself a Picasso bone this way. Hmm.
1: Maybe
2: Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet?
0: Folks, welcome into a brand new episode of the Crowdison's podcast, the official Bill's podcast of Trainwreck Sports, presented by our good friends at Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case, what's your outlet, and also Picasso's Pizza, one of Buffalo's premier pizza destinations known of course for their incomparable cup and char pepperoni yeah i'm moving back to i'm moving back to buffalo next year sometime and you know when i'm back i'm gonna be having so much picasso's pizza make sure you place your orders for sunday now and guarantee some great food for your game day watch parties or for your tailgates and as you can see we've got a packed house tonight to talk about the season so far the state of the afc and of course this weekend's matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Wake here with the Dart Daddy Meerkat, my day one partner in crime, Kevin Masseri, and the contributor formerly known as intern Cullen. Guys, let's get right into it. Bills are four and two after the bye week. Before the season started, I'm sure we would all have you know taken a look at the schedule. You know, the Dolphins had hope. The Chiefs didn't stink quite yet. The Steelers defense was still daunting. The Titans, fun offense, but a defense that stinks. My perspective is that before the season, I would have taken 4-2, and two, 110%. But now I'm not sure how satisfied I am with it. So let's just maybe all go around the room here. You know, Kevin, start with you. How would preseason Kevin feel knowing that the Bills are 4-2? and two, And how does present day Kevin feel about it?
2: Um, I think preseason Kevin had this at a 5-1 and one mark. I think the 4-2 is acceptable, but would have been on the lower end of what I would have wanted. I probably would have signed just because you don't know what could happen to your offense. You don't know what the regression, especially preseason. 4-2 with their probably beside a Tampa-New Orleans stretch later on this year, probably their hardest stretch of the year. Um, you probably sign off on that. In a perfect world, I don't love the Pittsburgh Tennessee combo loss. I would have taken a, I would have rather had a New Orleans loss on the road on Thanksgiving night Mm -hmm. rather than potentially lose a really important tiebreaker. Um, So, I mean, you could have buried Tennessee really with that. So I'm happy. I'm glad they are where they are. Though that does come with a caveat of they have a couple slip ups on a pump block, some special teams issues Mm -hmm. last week. Um, you know, I've heard some things like, oh, their special teams is good. Well, their field position is heavily altered by some turnovers. Special teams issues galore. Can't have guys active <sighs> they'll commit holding penalties. Guys, I'm okay with four <laughs> and two, um, but I would have liked five and one. I will say, though, there's no room for error because if, if there is an error at one of these games... You know, you're looking at playing Cleveland in round one. You're looking at playing a team that it could be uh, around those range, could be dangerous to come in, like we saw Indy last year coming into uh, coming into Highmark Stadium, and you don't love to see a team that could be coming in hot that play their way in. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's important that you get it done now. You can't you can't have slip up. You can't have pump
0: blocks. (sighs) No.
1: Meerkat. No, a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. wake, you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit earlier. You said, if you would have told me before this season, we start four and two kind of in line with my predictions, but you tell me it's, you know, we beat the chiefs and we lose to the Steelers week one and then lose to the Titans. That's what upsets me a little bit. There came into this season, you know, the early half of the schedule, I had my sights set on two games. It was the chiefs and the Titans. I was like, we need to win these, but I was ready to lose the chiefs game no matter how confident i was heading into it you know already into the middle of the season sure but just losing that titans game it's just a real disheartener after last year and it makes that you know like kevin said that battle for the number one seed in the afc which is oh so important this year a little trickier because you hope you could take advantage of the chiefs when they're down but then you know you're losing position to the titans and that's just something you don't want now am i still feeling fine at four and two yeah, we would have liked five and one. I would have liked to, you know, I would have been, rather have lost the Chiefs game than the Titans game. I know it doesn't matter, and that's a stupid <sighs> thing to say. But honestly, I, honestly, that's just how I feel right now and with the way things are playing out. So mm-hmm. I'm okay. I, I'm okay. I'm happy with it. Beggars can't be choosers. But we, we want more than begging right now. We want this team to be
0: elite. <laughs> yeah, and Colin, through six games, do you think this team is elite?
3: Yeah, um, I, mean, yeah I don't think, season, yeah, that's not, a, not really yeah, a question. It's not really yeah, I wasn't question, questioning right? it there, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, we want <laughs> no, them to be the top of the AFC right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and going into the season, you know, I thought 5-1 and one at this point was, was reasonable. Um, I, I was expecting them to lose either the Chiefs or the Titans game. I didn't really believe that going into the season that they would be able to beat both those teams coming in, especially when we thought the Titans would be – I mean, they're good now, but we thought they'd be a lot better. We thought Julio Jones is going to go in there and be playing a lot better than he is. But, you know, this team is, a, like Kevin said, they're a pump block away from a win in the Steelers, holding penalty mm-hmm. on a kick return touchdown, or a Josh Allen misstep away from being 6-0. and So this team is great. Um, a lot of people like to point towards that we haven't beaten a team over 500 yet, or whatever those excuses, but you look down, up and down this team, and, it's full of star players. It's full of talent and it's full of guys that want to get the job done and are very capable of getting that job done.
0: Yeah. And speaking of guys getting the job done, like just through six weeks is in, the, the run game has been, I mean, there was there a reason that Meerkat, Messiah, I'm sorry. And, and Colin in your, um, in your article, when you chose your most improved bill, did you choose anyone involved in the run game? Cause that was something that Meerkat, Kevin and I were all in lockstep with like we had two running backs and Mitch Morris, who was going to lead the offensive line
3: through it. I think if I'm remembering correctly, I had Epinesa in there and Mm -hmm. after the first couple weeks, it was, it looked really good, especially after that first dolphins game. And now Mm -hmm. it's like, he's not active last week. Hope he should be active this week again against the dolphins. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, I think I had Epinesa, if I'm re- remembering correctly, and yeah. I did have Emmanuel Sanders as my, my best newcomer, so that's paying off really well <laughs> right now.
0: Yeah, between him and Greg Rousseau, I mean, I think those are the one and two for best newcomer right now, if you want to count Greg in there too. Um, but, yeah, that Epinesa – I mean, we never talked about it. Him that was just them getting too cute with roster decisions, trying to go big to stop Derrick Henry. I mean, like yeah. they worked. It worked stopping Derrick Henry. There are three holds on the same play, away from him being less than what, like three point eight yards per carry. Um, you know, so so I guess in theory it worked, but then that was also the defensive line that kind of allowed Ryan Tannehill to not like miss a pass in the fourth quarter so i mean i'd rather personally let derrick henry eat than get killed by ryan Tannehill in a comeback win um you know it's was that we never talked about that i can't believe i didn't talk about this with you guys like were you guys as pissed off perplexed like what that move was that i feel like oftentimes this bill's coaching staff maybe tries to outsmart themselves and i think that's just another example
1: I don't disagree. I I'm not saying it's the worst move in the world, but they oh, yeah. get it right they, they were trying to get too cute with it. They're trying to game plan too specifically to a single player. Uh, it just it, it didn't really work out for us. I mean, you could take away the long run, yeah, but I mean it. It's what Derrick Henry does. You can't you know he gets those long runs. That happens, and it, holdings are not a side. Like Derrick Henry was gonna do something to hurt us in this game. And he did it eventually. And, yeah. You know, exactly. And so trying to game plan specifically for that and taking away guys who might be more impactful, you know, in multiple facets of the game, just because the size not a fan of that move. No,
2: I don't, I, 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 it's more about why, right. It's not a matter yeah. of like, yeah. what was the game plan specifically? The bills have played this game plan of activating every defensive tackle you have. Don't rush the passer, <laughs> make Henry, you know, really respect you and beat you. And to me, like, yeah, it's a holding call that had, that happened, right? It did not happen, excuse me. And you Mm -hmm. run the ball 20 times. It's just like a DB who is going to hold, and the Bills were doing it against the Chiefs early on, holding. You know, we saw those calls come out. If those calls didn't come out, the Bills defense would have feasted, right? Same with the Tennessee offense. If those holding calls happen, well, guess what? It comes back. But they're banking on the fact, especially in one play, none of them got called. It happened. Um, And it's the mm-hmm. same thing DBs do against being physical with, with offensive receivers. And you saw it here against the Bills in running the ball. Now, my issue isn't necessarily with that. I got an issue with one major thing. I'm sorry. You don't need two special teams-only linebackers on top Thank of you. already having two. Um, no, I, I'm not too extra. You already have Madikavich. You already have – as, as long as your linebackers are healthy, you have AJ Klein, and now you have Andre Smith, and you have Dodson. They committed a holding on the same play. Like, it is to me, it's mm-hmm. egregious. I'm sorry. The special teams unit's not good. You go up and down the field. Um, you know, really, their DVOA is okay, special teams related. I think McKenzie's been a really good returner. He's probably been better than Roberts at times, um, but there's holding totally every money. time that they return the ball. Um, They're having issues on coverage. Their punk game's not great. Um, You know, they've been having, you know, Tyler Bass probably brings up that D. The kick unit probably brings up that DVOA a little bit. So they have some Mm -hmm. weapons on the special teams front. To me, you don't need to activate multiple, multiple linebackers and then leave a young pass rusher off. So here's my pick. You could have changed the game plan on the fly. In the fourth quarter, you could have put in Epinesa. You could have altered it a little bit. You now don't have that opportunity because you wanted to cover an extra kick. Um, To me, (laughs) I don't think it's the right move. You don't play linebackers. It is. You play the most nickel in the league. There's no reason to have that many linebackers active on game day. And to me, it was funny. Epinesa is the number one rated Bills player against the run per PFF. And people Mm -hmm. are like, PFF sucks. I'm like, well, whether they suck or not, he is the number one rated defender against the run. (laughs) Bad call. It was bad all around. FA Obata added nothing as well. I don't think it was great active game day management guys. I don't think it was great active game day management. They got a little cute with it. And to Mm -hmm. me, they could have used that pass rush down the stretch, the stretch that uh, Ryan Tannehill completed 11 straight
1: passes.
0: Yeah, no. And it's good that they get these out of the way now. I think these are the mistakes that they're okay with making in the regular season, right? Like I would prefer you don't make it against one of those teams. You're jostling for playoff positioning. You're jostling for maybe the number one seed in the conference. I don't think Tennessee is number one seed good, but the the AFC the top of it is just really really deep and that's something we'll talk about in a little bit. But first, I want to keep talking about the Bills and some things they need to improve on. Obviously, these game day roster decisions have to be at the forefront of it. Uh, you know, Colin, from your eyes, what's something you think that we need to do up to kind of build on what we did in weeks two through five?
3: I think finishing in the red zone is the easy answer here. Yeah. Josh said it that's after a, the game: two to for moment. five last in the Titans game, that that's not going to get it done. I mean, you still put up 31 points, but, you know, you still lose the game. I'm, how many teams are you going to put up 31 points against and lose? In the AFC, like you just said, it's very top-heavy. There's a lot of teams that can put up points with you, and putting up 31 points might not be enough anymore. We just saw it in the game against Tennessee. So, yeah, finishing in the red zone. And th- the one thing, like, I'm thinking about is I love the call to go for it with josh at the end of the titans game but I'm, I'm just thinking to myself while i'm watching the game where's that call like where's that aggression in the first quarter when you're inside the red zone two yeah, times cool. and you take two field goals you mm-hmm. go for those ones there it's fourth and three fourth and four you trust your defense that's that's all it comes down to you trust your defense or you trust your offense more to get three four yards um so I like the aggression at the end of the game, but go for it in the first quarter too. Get them get touchdowns there instead of field goals. You're not in that position at the end of the game. Um, converting in the red zone uh, is is pretty good. Yeah, I had the Christmas tree up at uh, the last house I was at when I was doing the show last week. Kevin probably remembers. <laughs> But uh, yeah, finishing the red zone two for five is just not good enough now when you have teams like Cincinnati, Baltimore, Tennessee can put up points like crazy. And we're not even mentioning the Chiefs that's at the top of the AFC anymore. You know, they can score points. Putting up 31 points is good, but I mean, you got to finish those touchdowns. They could have been easily been a 40 point game for us, but getting touchdowns instead of field goals is really going to come down to it as, as the season goes along
0: yeah it's funny I thought I saw one stat and I can't remember exactly what it is but basically it was that the two top offenses in the league Arizona Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills and this was a couple weeks ago now are actually like in the bottom third of the league in red zone efficiency which is really bizarre to think about when you think about the weapons that both teams have um and so you know it's I'm not gonna say that you know hey the Cardinals are are struggling with it too no the Bills do definitely have to figure this out it was between for me that and just finishing hitting the quarterback like it, it seems like it comes in waves it comes in spurts we had that massive like well how many sacks against the dolphins in week two like five something like that greg rousseau had two of mm. them i'm pretty sure in the on the field that he played for in college um it, it, it comes down to that for me and if we if we could have gotten more pressure on ryan Tannehill, he's mobile he can make plays last an extra two seconds but like it's it hitting home on him That changes the complexion of that game completely. As Kevin alluded to, his 11 consecutive completions to end the game. Though That doesn't happen if we can just get to him a little bit more. Meerkat, is there anything that really hasn't been said on things to improve upon as the season goes on?
1: I mean, you guys have really touch base on most of it. I would just say more mm-hmm. consistency in the offense. You don't want to see us you know, start to run the ball and have success doing it and then switch things up, constantly changing You know, between Moss and Singletary. I, I know they have their rhythm, the lightning and the thunder, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I just want to see more consistency <laughs> with the play calling at times. Now, it's definitely been cleaned up a bit. I mean, Week one uh, was maybe Brian Dable's worst game as Bill's offensive coordinator, I remember, with some of the play calling, and so we really haven't seen that much since, and (laughs) Allen has fully bounced back. The offense is going great for him. Uh, It's going to be interesting, though, to see now without Dawson Knox for, what, at least two weeks? Uh, what they're going to be doing if they're going to be running Tommy Sweeney if we're going to have Reggie Gilliam involved now in more creative ways if they're going to activate one of these guys off the practice squad Gabriel Davis Mm -hmm. dick tight end I mean who knows like (laughs) throw uh, who knows what they're going to do so I'm just curious to see you know I want consistency out of the play calling but now you got a wrench thrown into the whole offense and what's been working for you this year Dawson Knox has been a catalyst and it's been incredible out of nowhere tight end university shout out to Greg Olson shout out to Kittle those guys Mm -hmm. did their wonders on him but these (laughs) next two weeks uh, now the schedule might be light but i want to see how they adapt without him because you're gonna suffer injuries and you saw a cripple us at the end of last year at receiver at times where the receivers were injured and stuff and the offense was hitting some road bumps so i want to see them adapt but you know kind of stay consistent to their offensive identity don't stray too far away don't get too cute with things just do what's working let josh eat keep the running backs Mm -hmm. involved
0: enough running on on second and 10 i feel like i've seen enough of that <laughs> i feel like i feel like in the we red are the most, zone in too, the red zone like, no less right yeah. kevin yeah yeah you gotta get you gotta get rid of that
2: i mean i thought dable was pretty creative um but you know i think i saw someone tweet it was like six percent lower in the red zone it's it's not what you want but how mm. mm. you, are you losing on the six percent to me to me it's challenging your defense needs to straight up play better like yeah, I see better you can't score 31 points and lose. It's it just shouldn't happen. Like, I'm sorry, 2024 is questionable, but as you get into the thirties, you shouldn't be losing games on any level to a quarterback throwing 11 straight completions. You had a bad defensive game plan in the second half. You were playing the run and then you were, you were, you were um, catching and releasing from there. You saw Trey white back. Like you saw players consistently then hit out of the, into zones Mm -hmm. playing the run. Like you were just making the wrong calls at the wrong points of the game. um, When actually they were trying to throw it points so to me they knew that the Bills stopped the run pretty effectively they did so they started throwing the ball in the fourth quarter they were able to feast on that ryan Tannehill did it to a larger extreme last year when the bills were pretty unprepared for the COVID issues whatever they came out throwing the ball ryan tanhill had a day um ryan Tannehill struggles against the bills historically previous to last year so to me it's i didn't like the game plan be you go after get after the passer do what you did to Tua. get after patrick like you did patrick mahomes even though you dropped into zones i mean to me I would have liked that model, but do you? Like, don't come up with one game plan specifically with your defensive tackles on the field at all times. You just invested a ton of money into your DNs and you inactivate two of them. Look, go get corners then. Go get a linebacker then. Go get an offensive Mm -hmm. lineman then. Do something differently. If you're not, if you're going to have game plans, you're going to take your second round picks off the field because you're deep. I think you need to make different changes. I think you need to pick different personnel because quite frankly, for whatever reason, the defensive ends interchangeable in your defense. So until you make a trade until you trade Mario Addison, mm-hmm. or you do something like that in the next week, if you do, mm-hmm. why are you investing in that position? And then, and then, and then, and then minimizing it when you are going against Derek Henry, you're going to play players like Derek Henry all postseason. You got to be a little bit better with your talent to me, play your best players, make it work. Mm-hmm. AJ FNS is fine against the run. Make it happen to me. I didn't like the, the game plan of taking best players off the field so you can activate special teams linebackers.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, the big thing last year when we played was we didn't have our best players going up against their best players. That's what happened in the regular season. And so I was hoping to finally see that again this year. So, Kevin, the way you put that, that really puts it into words. And, I, and thank you for putting it that way. And I think that's a great uh, time to move on. We did talk about other teams in the AFC briefly, alluded that we would get there. So now let's get there. The Bills Mm -hmm. are in a huge race right now for the number one seed. And there are so many different teams that aren't sitting at five and two that aren't sitting maybe even at four and two that could conceivably get up to the one seed with how competitive it's been. So Meerkat, free money football. You guys talk sports betting all the time, every single Wednesday. Uh Tell us if there is a bet for someone to be the first seed in the AFC East or in the AFC and it's not the Bills. Who do you have? I mean,
1: I don't know the exact odds on it right now. I know right now the Chargers are basically even money to win the AFC West, which is insanity. I mean, that's incredible value. I would take them outside of the Bills to win the AFC. But my team, I've been a homer for them this year. They disappointed me a few times. I know you could poke holes in a lot of what they look like in you know my head. But I think the Cleveland Browns are a legitimate, (laughs) legitimate threat, even in that AFC North. Now they're dealing with some injuries right now, but we've seen them be able to overcome that last week. They still got incredible production out of – I'm forgetting the guy's name – Dearness Johnson. Uh, And, you know, (laughs) that offensive line is so, so elite, and that does so much for their offense, whether it's Chubb and Hunt or it's Dearness Johnson. They're getting production out of that backfield. They're keeping Baker Mayfield upright and in somewhat of a clean pocket where – He's being more efficient now. We're not that seeing Baker great. Mayfield take that step that we mm-hmm. want, you know, that, not that we want, but that Cleveland fans <laughs> want. But he's playing yeah. efficient. He's playing smart, and a lot of that is attributed to the O line, and he has weapons around him to utilize. That offense, just surrounded by that offensive line, is a threat. Anybody there is a threat, and once they're healthy, they're going to start really chugging along. So, it, it scares me a bit because it's Kevin Stefanski too. Good coach. Finally, the good Browns coach. have a good coach. The guy is smart. He schemes very well to his opponent. Cleveland will play to the... See, this is something that hinders them a bit. They play to the level of their opponent. They scheme to their they opponent. Do. So when they play a bad team, they will play bad. They will look bad. But when they play a <laughs> team like the Chargers, they will drive them into overtime and have some miraculousness from Justin Herbert need to beat them. So when they get healthy, They remind me of a better Tennessee almost, you know, like when you really think about it, they're a much better offensive line, but they still have that dynamic force out of the backfield. Good skilled receivers with a quarterback who struggles getting the ball sometimes, but then a defense that is much Mm -hmm. better. They get that four-man rush, and that could really... Hurt you. And you know, talking about a four-man rush, that's where the Bills defense has had a lot of success this year. They're not going to get pressure against that offensive line with four, let me tell you right now. And that defense <laughs> is second to the Bills in yards per game allowed right now. They're great against the run. They're pretty good against the pass. A lot of young, talented players coming together this year. They're getting better game by game, I think, as a whole. And once they're healthy. Watch mm-hmm. out, guys! If the Cleveland Browns take that AFC North, I think they make their way into the playoffs. Whether it's wild card or winning it, but they're going to be a scary team, and that's a team that I want to—I could see making the wild card, and then the Bills having to play in the first round of the playoffs, and it oh just being God. a terrifying matchup. Terrifying. So, yeah, that's my team
0: yeah i i would not the, the bills have gotten much better against the run than they were in the first couple of years sean mcdermott was here um but that is definitely a team i do not want to see in the playoffs myself um, kevin who is someone you're thinking that could take the top spot in the afc someone you don't want to see the bills play in the playoffs
2: I mean, I think the game could be a little bit different against the Ravens. I know they just lost to the aforementioned Browns, but it's a week-to-week league. The Browns came out great. The offensive line played good. You know, Lamar Jackson didn't look great last week, but on a one-off basis to me, I I still think that team's really good. Like, I think they have the defense to get it done. I think they have the offense with Lamar finding Hollywood Brown. Um, they mm-hmm. definitely have the running game going on um, a little bit, but like if they had a running back and, you know, we'll see if that's something that they address in the next couple of days. Um, yeah. And Latavius Murray does his job. He was out and you could tell a difference. You could tell a difference. Stupid little Latavius mm-hmm. Murray. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone laughs at him, but he's the best guy stupid there. Stupid
0: Latavius Murray.
2: <laughs> and he plays well in that offense. Like it's something yeah. stupid, but you know, mm-hmm. to me, I, you could tell like he's the right guy at this stage for Lamar Jackson. And I mean, they're a threat. I mean, it was a terrible elements game last year in the divisional game. Um yeah. You know, he's a play away from tying the game, the play prior to the pick six, right guys? Like, don't forget about mm-hmm. the Jerry Hughes play that very close to making. If it happens, <laughs> it's a different football game. You might not get concussed. Josh Allen's on the field instead. It's a different football game. So really mm-hmm. one play it ended the game and it's look at their Canary or anything. But in this case, you know, it's a challenging football team. I still think they're the best outside of the bills. And I'm not gonna put it past. Here's here's my wild. You want my wild card? Mm-hmm. It's not the
0: Bengals because I do not like the Bengals at all. Like, yeah, they're I'm scared. Not, they're way. Cynical, bet your wild card so. is gonna be the team that I was gonna say. Uh, who is it?
2: I don't. I, I don't, don't think, think so it? because it's nothing you're thinking of. I doubt it. Okay. I still all think right. that there's hope. For the Kansas City Chiefs because oh, their yep, team, I, their really team is good. <laughs> <laughs> They'll figure it out. Patrick Mahomes yeah. isn't going to play like the last two weeks very, lo- very much longer. It's, it's just like will. if Josh Allen got in a rut, guys. I still like the Chiefs. Maybe I just have PTSD of a team that's good. Um but Honestly, I can't ever count them out from going on an eight game run. Like the, the yeah. under Rodgers have done it. Like I just can't. I can't see. Them being that their offense is way too good, I can't see it happening.
0: The defense for better Mahomes and Gardens. I really hope you're right. My fantasy team is drowning with Patrick Mahomes playing how he is. Did not expect. Can't count them out yet until they have like eight
2: losses. Even Mm -hmm. if six losses, I'm gonna still say that. I. How about this, guys? Who do you want to play the least if you get the two seed? It's gonna be Kansas. I have no interest in playing them in the two v seven game. Like literally zero. No. So. Um, to me they're dangerous even if they don't get super super duper hot they're a team that you need to always watch out for because at any point they Mm -hmm. can go on a run and beat every team in the west the next thing you know they're one game away from the bills the bills luckily have the tiebreaker and then maybe we're saying we're glad we beat them over the Titans. so you never know what could happen (laughs) here coming up but to me Kansas City Chiefs are a team I'm locking in, and I don't think the mm-hmm. Bengals are going to beat the Ravens every single week, guys. Like I just don't, no. I don't see that no. happening. They got them, yeah. they got them, just like the Titans got us. Um, it's, it's the yeah. Bengals. Gotcha. To me, they're going to be nine and eight by the time we, by the time we finish. I think.
0: Yeah, Colin, you said you had the Chiefs right. locked in as yours too. So, so you know, give us a little more insight on that. Why do you
3: think that that's the team? Outside of you know. Mahomes. <laughs> it, yeah. I. The Chiefs are the team that I think if they get the seventh seed, I don't want them coming here. Um, yeah, like, no way. The way I'm thinking is it's either going to be two teams from the AFC West that get those two wildcard spots, or it's going to be one from the West and one from the North. Um, if Kevin's theory plays out and the Bengals go nine and eight, then it's going to be two from the West. Or if, if Meerkat, if the, the Browns can step up their game, if Baker can figure out what's going on, then – it's going to be one two from one from the north one from west the chiefs are the team that i don't want to play just because a we have ptsd from last year we lost twice to them they haven't mm-hmm. come here i mean the only the only thing that's like holding me back from saying like 100% is that mahomes hasn't gone on the road yet in a playoff game and like that could be a huge factor especially if he's got to come up here in the middle of january and it's already it's snowing and it's cold mm-hmm. it's windy you don't know what he, what he's gonna do on a road playoff oh. game because there's only one hasn't been in Tampa Bay, which was home game for Tampa last year in Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah. B, I I like the Bengals. I'm I'm high on that offense. I think the offense is really good. I'm mm. not sure how that defense like is going to look as the season goes along. Yeah, the defense offense, is what
0: the issue is for me there.
3: That that offense is very good. Burrow is stepping into his own. And I mean, they have good running back, three great receivers, tight end. Somehow I got beaten fantasy last week by CJ Uzuma by Meerkat. Don't know how that happened, <laughs> but um, oh, the one man. team, like I'm scared of for the one seed. And I, I still think it's the bills to be one. Um, I wrote that in my article that was prior to last week. And the team mm-hmm. that I'm like most worried about would be Tennessee right now. Um, the reason I said in my article is that the bills, is theirs to be one still like it's still ours to be lost or, I should say is because Tennessee started play the chiefs. They went out and they, they beat them by 24 points. Like not something you really expect to see out of Tennessee and looking Mm -hmm. at their schedule, obviously they play in kind of a similar division to the bills where there's one team that like you think could put up a fight. And then there's two other teams that are just absolutely garbage. And the Titans (laughs) have that in the same division. They they, they play the Colts who are the bills. Patriots will say this season, and then they have yeah. the Jags and the Texans looking at the rest of their schedule. They have the Rams and the saints and the Niners as their three other games that like could go either way. But I think the Titans beat the saints it's in Tennessee. I think they beat the Niners that game's in Tennessee and they got to go on the road in two weeks to play the Rams. But if that's their only loss extra loss, um, there'll be, they finish what 15 and two and or 15 and th- uh, 14 and three, sorry, 14 and three the bills mm-hmm. are only would st- have to run the table. Yeah, run the yeah, table yeah, to beat yeah. them, and Ooh. the game we're going to be not favored in is um, the Bucks, and so that we'd be we'd be fortunate to be as well. But Tennessee would have the tiebreaker on us, so that's why I'm yeah. worried about them. Just looking at their schedule, I mean, the Colts could steal one from them. They could be the Colts are I favored. I think they this will. Yeah. Colts are favored by one this week. So, I mean, they're the odds makers are looking at that game saying, okay, it's in Indianapolis. The, the Tennessee is coming off two huge wins that. Kind of nobody expected them to do, and now they're, they're they're looking at this game that the Colts have a chance, and the Colts had a terrible schedule to start the season. So really bad. Looking at it like that, Tennessee is the team that I'm. I think we're in the the biggest race for, and we can't. I mean, Mucap brought him up, but we can't forget that the Chargers are there. I mean, they play in mm-hmm. a gauntlet of a division, but they're they're such a great offense and their defense. I love Brandon Staley. He's a great coach. He trusts his team. Great coach. So. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers are there, but right now it's Tennessee and that wildcard team. I do not want to play. Do you guys, especially if it's two v seven, is the Chiefs?
2: Do you yeah. lock in the two seed right now? If you could, do you sign up in the in, in ink on the two seed, or are you are nope. you gambling it? You're no, gambling. Do so you think all. the two
1: seed is the floor?
2: Yep, two yes. seed. It, okay. Two seed is the
1: same wow. as the
0: three and the four for me. If it's three not, three not the right
1: one seed, I don't care what seed it is, Honestly, as long as okay. we're in. As long as we're yeah. in, but like I, I yeah. don't care what seed is. Or whatever. the road, yeah, yeah, you don't want yeah, to be fine. because mm-hmm. I, I'm fine stacking us up against any team that will make the playoffs out of this AFC right now. We'll be able to talk mm-hmm. ourselves into it. It's going to be a tough matchup, probably oh, yeah. regardless of who it is. So it's really mm-hmm. just the buy or bust. You're going into a a pit of fire in that first week of the playoffs <laughs> if you don't have that a week because it, this, I don't think the seating matters much, boys. There are going to be some very uh, good teams in this AFC yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean you got the mm, yeah. Raiders. We didn't even, even we brought shoot. up the Raiders because everyone yeah. that was just my team. A, thank you, Mirad. Okay,
3: that was not the AFC West right now. Like. Yeah, I mean <laughs> but you think about it. Only one team can win each division, and there's two extra or three extra wildcard spots, and you got like the Chargers are there, the Chiefs are there, the Raiders are there, the Ravens, the Bengals, they're mm-hmm. all there. And mm-hmm. I don't want to – like Cleveland's still there. I don't even think of them right now because of all the yep. injuries they have. But, like, they come back, they're high-flying like they did last year. I mean, they're a Chad Henne scramble away from making into the AFC championship game. Yep. That's a great yeah. team. So that's already six teams. I haven't even mentioned Tennessee or Buffalo. That's eight teams that are all great in the AFC right now, and you don't want to play any of them. Even if you get a home field home game and you get the two seed, you do not want to play them. It's fire
0: yeah and I really don't want to end up playing the Raiders like I'm not gonna lie hot take worst jerseys in football I know people love them I don't get it they're hideous they always look like they're falling apart but they have a (laughs) low-key kind of like really good football team I mean like I've never been a big Derek Carr guy but number two in passing yards this year and it's not because he has the worst defense in football supporting him at the same time it's it's Mm. pretty ridiculous how good their weapons are like Really, really good. So good like, that people John think Brown Henry Rugg sucks. Like Henry Rugg well, is really good. Think Henry Ruggs guys, think sucks <laughs> because they told him to run straight down the field for the first yeah. year of his career, and then and he didn't gets catch a the ball. Cousins
1: treatment where everyone just hates him, so they want to assume he's bad. And he had a few rough years, but like, hey, the past like year and a half, he's been pretty fucking good, guys. Like,
0: yeah, and Brian Edwards, solid number three receiver. Hunter Renfro might be one of the best route runners in. Okay, is one of the best route runners in football. And yeah, the running backs aren't. Good. Darren Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. But I uh, didn't even, I, you know, he's obvious. Yeah. yeah. But It's you know, a good O-line. Good O-line. Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake are pretty much Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I'm not even, that's yeah. exactly what I see. So even though the running backs aren't good. You know, then if you're going to say, "Oh, their running backs are good, they can't win the one seed," well, then the Bills can't either, because I would say that Jacobs and Kenyon Drake are slightly better than Singletary and Moss. So I, I mean, we basically already yelled back and forth at each other about why I think the Raiders are going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. I think they will be a top three seed in the conference this year. At the end of the day, when it's the play, I do, I do, I really do. That defense is really good. That defense is really good.
3: Chiefs twice, Cowboys, Bengals, Browns, and the Chargers. That Chargers game, Chargers Raiders game, in the last week of the season—that's that's gonna, gonna, gonna be a big game.
0: It might be for the division.
3: Yeah,
0: it could. Yeah, no, and that's that's gonna. And if that isn't flexed, is that Sunday Night Football or anything like that? Because that's one of those games that deserves to be flexed yeah, at that yeah.
3: point. Yeah, oh, right, right now. It's, it's scheduled
0: flexed. for four twenty-five. Yeah, oh yeah. hell yeah, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> but obviously, these aren't the teams we're focusing on this week. Focusing on the Dolphins and the Dolphins have had a pretty rough injury report so far this week, pulling it up here. As you can see what's notable noticeable to me, Byron Jones, Davian Howard, Noah Ibn their top three cornerbacks all showing up here still with limited participancy in practice. And then you can see Jerome Baker linebacker. He had two linebackers go from limited to full participant and Jalen Phillips and Landon Roberts uh, just overall not what they would want to see going into another matchup against the bills where they were completely outmatched and outclassed uh, back in week two. And then, you, you know, the, the ticker down at the bottoms, covering up Emmanuel Sanders, who had a veteran rest day. Cole Beasley had a veteran rest day Wednesday. Spencer Brown didn't practice second day in a row. Dawson Knox. We know he's out already. Justin Zimmer should be back. Boogie Basham popped up today with an illness. So that's the one big thing I think to monitor. Um, but it, it's to me, this game, I'm not worried about the offense whatsoever. We know they're going to score 35 plus points, right? Especially with the injuries back there. I'm just, I just need to see this defense get back to where it was in weeks two and week weeks two through five. That's all I need right now. Is I just need to see some semblance of a team that won't let Ryan Tannehill complete 11 consecutive passes. Two has looked better lately. He's not looked good, but he's looked better. He's making better decisions. He's not locking onto his first read. I need this defense to make him see Sam Darnold's ghosts. I just need to make him. And and it's fun to say that Jacoby Brissett's the best quarterback in Miami. It's fun, but that's what it is. It, it's fun. Yeah, He's I mean, not the best quarterback in Miami.
2: <laughs> if you look through their, their raw data, they don't have a running game, right? So Miles Gaskins, a fun, like, pass catch, fun pass catching back. Um, Selvin ooh,
1: Ahmed. like Yes. yes yeah, and Matthew Brown's on the I, IR
2: now, is, who they tried to start yeah, him last week. They lost Brown They have Savion Ahmed Like It's It's not a good offense Anywhere around They did not do What they were supposed to do With building that team up They've been moving Offensive linemen Ooh. around Um The offensive line's brutal Um Really bad It's It's Can they score with the Bills I, I... The no. Titans could. could, could, can they, <laughs> I I just don't know. They have to play defense. Like it's not going to happen yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not worried about actually, believe it or not. I'm not worried about the bills defense. Can Brian Flores do something finally in his life to stop Josh Allen a little bit? That's in the red <laughs> zone. I think his quarterback even. feel wanted, but can he do something even in the red? Cause he's not going to stop him from 20 to 20. Can he stop him in the red zone? That's really what this comes down to. If Flores has something like the Titans did, like a couple other teams have, the Steelers have. It they have a like a whisper of a chance. But to me, it's it's the Bills offense is something to prove. They're coming off a bye where McDermott's been perfect. Um, a team that they've already decimated, a team that Josh Allen just particularly plays well against, and an injury report, their entire back seven's hurt. Like some yeah. of them will play, obviously. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will play, maybe, uh, but some of them won't in that back seven brutal i saw like their best linebacker and um drunk baker looked like he was out Oof. for the year and somehow he's only limited participant i don't think there's yeah. a way mm-hmm. he plays unless that's just a complete, i don't think so like, took a 180 and it's completely not a big deal but i don't know that he plays this week even a banged up cornerback at all you want to watch out for so some of those guys aren't going to go um Devonte parker hasn't been the same since his injury they don't have will fuller you know they have waddle um you know preston williams a guy that Plays particularly well against someone like Levi Wallace, but that was with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, You know, there's not a lot to like on that offensive side of the ball. Gaskin, Mike Gusecki, it's a guy you got to count for. He's been playing better since his basically week one benching. He's a guy that pretty much matchup nightmare, but I think you stick Milano on him for the entire game. And you be you. You don't don't try to do something goofy. Come after Tua, blitz him, blitz him, come after him, make him make decisions. He completes a pass to Mike Gusecki. Whatever you have, the better you have the best. Maybe the MVP candidate on the other side of the ball, but come after him, make him make decisions, make him turn the ball over. Because even when he played well, guys, last week threw two interceptions. So it's going to happen. They turn the ball over. The Bills get the ball at the best clip. I, I I would you would need to see a a Pittsburgh style game in here for Miami to win. You would need to see a pump block. You would need to see bad special teams. You would need to see bad play calling. Bad Mm -hmm. play calling. Bad red zone offense. You would need to see the gamut of the Steelers game. And guys, we've already said this on the show. We're hoping that we've left that behind in Tennessee and against Pittsburgh on week one in a weird, really weird weather game coming off of COVID. Just all types of different issues with one of the worst special teams performances that I've seen for for this team in a while.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Meerkat, are you worried about the Dolphins being undefeated all time on Halloween, maybe?
1: No, I'm not worried about that. I I think the line for this game is at 14 right now. I think that's generous. Oh, well, I no. think the Bills win by three scores, three <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, th- this Dolphins team came into the season with an interesting plan on offense. They got some cool pieces and stuff, but injuries, bad offensive line play just completely derailed everything. They don't know what to do on their offensive line. They have Liam Eichenberg playing at left tackle, I believe, right now. That's uh, It's just, just wild to me. Yeah, it's just wild to me. Austin Jackson's yeah. just incompetent of being a book on tackle. Uh, Malcolm Brown on IR. Will Fuller on IR. Lynn Bowden Jr., who actually I thought was going to be an interesting weapon for them this year. What? IR. Alan oh, Hearns, actually, IR. Yeah. Like, it's just Alan this whole Hearns. team is, oh my yeah, god, yeah, This whole team is beat to shit, wow. especially on offense. And then you have the Deshaun trade rumors, and that's all the press is asking Tua about. Like, hey, do you think about this? Are you worried about this? Do you think they don't want you? It's just like that shit weighs on the guy like Tua, who experienced nothing yeah. but winning and respect and everything his whole life in the NFL, and now he's a couple of years in, and it's been a year and a half, and it's been rough on him so far. I like to, I think he's a decent prospect. His situation is horrible. The coaching developing him is not great. And I think he might be a guy who's, you know, kind of too far gone at this point, like a Sam Darnold, where the prospect Honestly. is pretty, but yeah. they're kind of ruined right off the rip by the, the situation around them. So I'm not worried about the Dolphins. They're so banged up. They have no identity. Flores is coaching for his goddamn life right now it's just, you want to like this team on paper at times. You want to give them the benefit of the doubt here and there. And then, you know, they play the bills and Josh Allen absolutely <laughs> steam rolls them. And, you know, the defense, injured or not, it's been terrible against the pass this year. It's the third worst in the league right now, allowing nearly 300 yards per game. Really Josh bad. Allen should just be able to eat. It should be a good day for him regardless, you know, he oh, yeah. tight end efficiency or not, where the Dolphins' only, only hope, I think, is, you know, doing something. It's like a massive game out of a Mike Gusecki, you know, a guy who's actually talented. And I did just want to bring mm-hmm. up Jalen Phillips, the heir apparent to Greg Russo. Russo sits out his senior year at Miami, or not junior year, sits out. Phillips takes mm-hmm. over, takes Russo's number, his defensive captaincy, yeah, then I gets can. drafted above him, and yeah. uh, boom. I'm doing, a live, like, <laughs> I'm doing a live
3: show right now. Colin, uh, you're not but muted.
1: But Jalen Phillips has not been it and it's just nice seeing Greg Rousseau kind of you know get drafted after him have you know all the circumstances of people questioning him and come right in and make it impact so yeah sorry let, Jay, let, let, folks just want to bring that up
2: let me bring you to to cap on on Meerkat's point I'll bring you some PFF ratings fresh off the books of the Miami Dolphin, Dolphins offensive line love to hear Greg it. Mance 63, um, 17th center in the league. He's filling in for an injured Michael Dieter. who's pro- Michael yep. Dieter is probably better, so Mance is yeah. playing okay. Yeah. But beside that, you have Robert Hunt, the 40th-ranked guard. Um, Austin Jackson playing guard, now the 70th-ranked guard. You have Jesse Davis, the 67th-rated <laughs> rate, tackle out of 78 at a 40, uh, 52 rating. And then you have Liam Eichenberg, the tackle, a 48 rating, the 72nd out of 78th uh, tackle in the league. Overall, worst offensive line in the league. You should not be doing anything but coming after it. you got to come after it. I don't want to see anything goofy. I want Boogie Basham. I want them all deactivate all the the, the special teams linebackers. Get after this (laughs) rotation. I want a Chiefs-style rotation. I want a blitz from our linebackers. I want to bring nickel blitzes. I want to bring it all because, quite frankly, I don't think the receivers can get it done. I'm fine with Trey being one-on-one. Bring it after him. Could come mm-hmm. after him in any rotation style. That offensive line's terrible. And if you're telling me you're going to match up like you did against Henry, the weakness of this team is the offensive line. McDermott's smart. He's good against... I've always said this. McDermott is a genius against middle to bottom tier quarterbacks. I've never yeah. worried in those games. He beats the games he's supposed to, which is a challenge for coaches. Sometimes he wins the games. He's supposed to yes. Everyone does, but yes, he'll struggle against premier matchups. He needs to be a little bit better in, in teams above 500. That's his weakness, but that's probably a weakness across the league, but against yeah. bad quarter medium, middle tier quarterback, we'll call Tua and bad quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He schemes really well. You're never worried about a team with a good record with a muddling to average quarterback. Sean McDermott gets it done looking on paper, looking at statistics, and knowing that offensive line's terrible. I just don't see a way that the Bills don't capitalize on that.
0: No. Colin, we're coming up on the 6 o'clock mark, and we're obviously going to talk about this this weekend on the pregame show. But cap off this Bills-Dolphins discussion. Anything in particular we haven't mentioned
3: you're watching out for? Uh, I mean, the pass rush is obviously a huge thing. Uh, you got mm-hmm. the bye. We just coming off the bye week. You got three more uh, games against here: the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Jags. Or Dolphins, Jags, oh Jets, whatever the order is. To figure out who you are, and you head into the last five, six games of the season. Um, figure out who that, what that pass rush is. Uh, we saw it shine early in the season. Uh, we gotten away from it. Whatever personnel is a big thing in that. Figure out who, what you have in these next three games because these three games are. I'm going to put it bluntly. We should dominate these teams. This is a, I heard Kyle Brant say it on one bills live yesterday when he was on with them or two mm-hmm. days ago, he said, this is a bi month for the bills in the bye week <laughs> And then you have these three games as easy as it gets in the NFL. And yes, you, you know, they're not going to overlook them. They're all, they're all going to come out and say like, all right, we're only on the dolphins. Okay. We're only on the jets this week. Okay. We're only on the Jags. We're not looking forward to a Thanksgiving primetime game against the saints in new Orleans, but you use these three games to figure out who you are and what you have. And going forward throughout that home stretch, once you hit Thanksgiving, I mean, it's December. It's time to go. It's time to finish off the season and get that one seed. So figure out what you have. Let that pass rush hit home. We know the offense is going to score points. Figure out what you have on defense, because these are three teams that have three below average quarterbacks that your defense should be able to take advantage of.
0: Yeah, no the the schedule for the Bills down the stretch, at least in the next couple months, in the next couple of weeks, is extremely favorable. Before we get into some of those more fun games, I mean, I really the, just the Saints and the Bucks, but those will obviously be topics for over in November and December. That will do it for us tonight on the Crowdus's podcast. Stay tuned for our pregame show this Sunday morning, going live around eleven eleven thirty. We'll let you guys know the time for that. Uh, But for myself, Meerkat, Colin, Kevin, Outlet Licker Picassos, all of Trainwreck Sports, good night now.